Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a new age electro-pop music singer-songwriter based out of Durham, North Carolina. She's a multicultural musician, advocate, and homeschooling mother of three who counts Enya, Bjork, and Aurora as influences. A few years ago, while navigating the competing priorities of her life, the songs inside her demanded to come out, and she started writing and eventually started recording. Her songs have become a transportive escape for listeners from the stresses of life. Please join me in welcoming the awesome Christine Moon. Christine, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you very much. How, awesome. how are you? That's my, I always want to say that too. <laughs> well, I am fine. Thank you for asking. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we're going to jump right in. You're a new age singer-songwriter, stylistically also incorporates some pop influences, and I can definitely tell in the two different songs that we're going to share today. Why did you start making music when you did? Was there like a specific event or circumstance that inspired you to create, and why in this particular style? It's it's funny because it wasn't a conscious decision. I after having three kids and actually no, it was after having one my first child, I I wasn't working and something about that freed up that space in my brain um and because I had always been working that part of my brain that always needed to be, I I was a, I was a teacher, a student. I worked in early childhood, um, working with childcare programs and also research. And when that part of my brain wasn't being utilized, I feel like the creative side of my brain finally had space to kind of breathe. And so the songs just started coming when I, I, I wasn't working. And so, and, and there was a a voice inside me that said, okay, I I think I was almost 40 or, or I was like mid thirties. Like, and it just said, it's time for you to do this. It's time for you to focus on this because I think growing up, I, I didn't put it as much a priority. I loved it very much. It was a big part of my life, but it, I never saw it as a career or, or something that should really take a big part of my my mind energy I needed to put that towards work and making a living and <laughs> but when that was kind of freed up and it was it just yeah I really felt that the a voice the universe divine was saying okay focus on this and make this happen now before you get another job or something like that it was like kind of saying you know get in the window there so that's why it happened when it did and then the uh, the kind of music, uh, I mean, I grew up in 
mostly Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I get and I and the kind of music I was interested in, uh, I guess, in middle school and teenage years was the Cranberries and Bjork, and you know, grunge was in there, but also. Um, a lot of blue. I mean, when I was younger, country music and the bluegrass sounds of the Appalachian Mountains, it was all in there. And so, but I really identified with Bjork when I was kind of coming of age in my musical sound. And then, and Enya, um, I just love those sounds of like the Nordic kind of experimental music, folk music, Celtic music. Um, in Winston-Salem, there was a huge, like, Irish music scene, <laughs> especially around North Carolina School of the Arts, and I went there for a summer, and Jump Little Children was a huge band there, and they're Irish, Irish um, kind of punk band, in a way, folk, punk, pop band, and so, I don't know, that just got in my blood, and then Aurora is contemporary, you know, I was saying musicians from, like, the 90s, but she has been, just in the last eight years or so, coming up out of Norway, and when I heard her, I said, that's so close to the sounds I, I'm hearing in my mind that I want to create. And so I just really aligned with her. And so I was really happy to know, oh, contemporary artists are making these sounds too, you know, because I, I guess I hadn't really heard it since the 90s or, or later. Um, and so that felt good. And Yeah, they're certainly out there today. Yeah. There's certainly actually quite a few that I know actually that are out there today making this music. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that as a sidebar conversation. Awesome. So how does your multicultural identity influence your music? (laughs) Well, um, I think, uh, well, my, parents are from the Philippines and they immigrated here uh, my dad in the late 60s my mom early 70s and um, the Philippines is a huge fusion of cultures Asia like Malaysian roots kind of Asian um, heritage Spanish American and then my mom's dad was Norwegian American his parents were Norwegian immigrants to Minnesota and my grandpa and my grandma met in World War II. He was in the Navy, and my grandma was kind of in the medical corps, I think. Um, I think aligned with the U.S. because the Philippines was a U.S. Commonwealth or something like that. I'll, I'll check my history again. But <laughs> they, um, so they met. And so, I don't know, my whole history is just a multicultural <laughs> tale. And then again, I was sharing how I grew up here. And so, and then felt connection with music from Northern Europe. Uh, and then I just loved languages because I grew up through around so many languages. And and, um, uh, and I love world music. So I just feel like my music is a another way to express all those kinds of sounds and uh, cultural influences that are inside of me. Um, I think a lot of my sound sounds more of the uh, kind of Nordic, Celtic, pop, European mm-hmm. sound, but you, I do love hearing the Appalachian folk sounds coming out. Um, they're deep inside me, too. And then 
the Filipino, Spanish, uh, you know, I just feel like it's just kind of all in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's good because it allows you to have different areas or cultural influences to, to pull from, right? And yeah. actually give much more flavor and color to the songs that you create and write. So oh, it's actually a great... So. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. So your lyrics and style are very visual and cinematic in tone. You know, where did that come from? And, you know, how does that portray, like, what you're trying to say with your music? You know, what does your music say about you by incorporating those aspects? Oh, that's interesting because I never thought about it as visual or cinematic uh, until, you know, like working with producers and... And, um, maybe because I liked watching movies <laughs> that came from there. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm not totally sure, but I just think, um, it's emotion and maybe that's just is how I express the emotion and it comes out sounding like that. But I, I never kind of consciously think of it in that way. Exactly. I, 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 um, I do like the notion of it being a, an experience and feelings the song rather than you know i don't know nothing you know sit and listen to my story kind of it, it maybe more of a background sounds or um of a a um a feeling that you're sitting in like and and experiencing through your your bones and cells rather than too much through thinking about thinking. it yeah. so maybe that's what that is that it's kind of an accomp accompanying you whatever experience you're doing while you're listening to it okay awesome <laughs> no i mean and that makes total sense for the type of music that you're actually doing because mm. a lot of new age music is used right. in like you know meditative type sports things right. like yoga pilates and things like that so i often I go to yoga and I'm often listening to the music that is being played oh, yes, to see true. how it actually makes me feel when I'm doing yes. my practice. And I get more out of my practice with music that is more erythral, erythral if you will, yeah. you know, and soothing like classical music, new age type music than somebody who's maybe playing you know, like an Ed Sheeran song, because mm -hmm. I have been to classes where they play those types of songs, and I'm oh, like, that's, you know, that's great, but it's not really helping me with my practice, because it doesn't emote the same way <laughs> that, like, a more, um, you know, new age type of song would. Well, you just put it perfectly articulated. Yes, exactly that, and, um, and that reminded me of saying that you, you hear that in yoga, a part of my musical journey is dedicated to healing and I want that kind of, like you say, ethereal healing. I want to create that kind of space with, for people who need it. Yes. Know? Yep. Excellent. Well, it's a great spot for us to share one of the songs that you brought with you. Could you please tell us about Lark? What's it about? When did you create it? Okay. Well, uh, Lark is about, well, it came out after I 
And a lot of loved ones I know experienced postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and some with postpartum psychosis. And I, I experienced it to, um, a certain degree, not as heavy as some women that I've supported and helped. And it was just, it's a scary time and it's not talked about enough as you may know. And, and I just felt like I wanted to write this song and Lark is a symbol, um, in a lot of literature and Shakespeare also, uh, it's a bird that can continue to sing once it takes flight. And it's one of the first birds in the morning in certain parts of the of the world and so I kind of like that image of you you know going up taking flight and singing after a dark period and so it's a kind of a message to anyone who can gain from the desire to empower and help people know they're not alone through their darkness Um, but it yeah it was kind of specifically came out of experiences I had with women who had fallen into a deep dark state after um or during pregnancy after pregnancy and so that's kind of like specifically specifically where those lyrics came from but it can speak to anyone who's in mm-hmm. a, in a dark place and that you you can come on the other side of it and it's a song to help you go through that but also acknowledges it's hard yeah yeah Awesome. Well, we're going to play this for everyone, and you are going to love it. So here is Lark by Christine Moon. I was
absolutely wonderful. And one of the things that really struck out to me when I first listened to this song is the, I love the different textures in your voice. Oh, thank And you. it actually correlates back to your influences because I can certainly hear those influences in that song, mm-hmm. in how you actually articulate and follow the me- melody in some ways. So... I, I, I loved it. And again, oh, it takes you. me, you're welcome. Uh, and it takes me back to, again, like going into like my yoga practice, you know, I was like, cause when I was first listening to it, I said, Oh, this would be great in a yoga class. This is like perfect for that. So <laughs> job, 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 well done. But it definitely is. I can definitely see now knowing the story behind the song because I listened to it and didn't know the story behind the song. So now knowing the story behind the song, I can certainly also, correlate and relate to the fact that it is a healing song and it could actually be interpreted you know even though you wrote it specifically for you know postpartum Mm -hmm. it could be used by anyone yeah it could actually relate to anyone that's struggling through time so nice job nice job thank you nikki that's a big thank you coming from you oh i mean to you and compliment coming from you (laughs) (laughs) you're quite welcome So besides the ones that we already mentioned, Enya, Bjork, Aurora, you know, any other musical influences? And if so, what do you like about them? And if you don't have any other musical influences, pick one of the three that we already mentioned and tell me why you are partial to that artist. I do have many other influences, but those are kind of the top three. Emily, if you're going to nod it, some of my first were country music, um, kind of old school, like Patsy Cline. I remember being young and being obsessed with Patsy Cline, but I didn't know when I was young how depressing her songs are. I mean, those are such hard topics, but her voice was just, it's divine and you can just hear the pain and it's gorgeous. And so, yeah, um... I remember when I was a little girl, she was like the first kind of female singer that I could really feel deep emotion from, uh, that I could emote with. Uh, and maybe that also is some of the roots of how emotive my music is. Um, and the movie Sweet Dreams, just like, it just floored me. And, and so I've always, yeah, that, maybe that's the reason why I have a cinematic piece to it too, because I always, it, the, the, movies always added to the music of you know the biopics of musicians always also like added to what I knew about what their voice meant so anyway so she was a, I mean I I wanted to sing like her and it was so hard I remember when I was young it was her voice is incredible and I I was like this is so hard to sing like her like she would sing that sweet dream and I remember wanting to like try to do that all in one breath, and it was so hard. I'm like, this lady's got lungs, amazing. But yeah, she was one of my first um, kind of inf- influence when I was super young, you know. But to talk about uh, those three, I mean, they're all amazing. But Enya, I think she. I don't know. I I went to a Catholic school and we had Irish uh, priests, mm. and I loved their accent. And then 
again, I was saying there was a big kind of Irish folk music scene in Winston-Salem, North Carolina growing up, especially around the School of the Arts. And so I I just love that magical sound. And so Enya, when she came out and kind of moved, it kind of melded Irish uh, folk music and the Gaelic. I mean, I love languages and her music, but with like also a pop and pop, it, vibe. It, pop vibe yeah. and getting into mainstream that I just fell in love with that. And so I love that sound of a healing sound because yes. I, even though I loved the kind of grunge era that when I, where I, I kind of grew up in, and I also loved to jewel. I was like a jewel wannabe when I was a teenager and all that. But, um, but I, I, um, knew I didn't want to make music that was kind of on the angry side. And I, grunge, you know, has a lot of like kind of angst, which I love too, but that's not what, how I wanted to sing. I always felt Enya was how I wanted to sing. And so, um, because of the peace and the healing that she seemed devoted to in terms of creating her sounds. Yep. And I, and I wanted to do that too. That makes total sense. And it's very funny because I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like laughing. I'm like, uh, you're, you're like naming all these things. I'm a huge Patsy Cline fan. Oh. And, and, and I also listen to Joel, you know, oh, so I mean, yes. it's like, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, going, yeah, I remember doing that too. Um, and it's funny because like, I, I am the, I always call myself the alt junkie rock star wannabe at heart. Um, yes, yes. you know, cause I, that is the type of music. Well, I tend to lean more towards pop, but yeah. I really love rock and roll i really love you know i mean joan jett pat benatar is my all-time all-time you know i mean so like you know stevie nicks that oh she's amazing those unique yeah like voices yeah joan jett right you know know. i mean um all of that but it's but it's interesting too because some of the people that you grew up listening to i'm also very i'm a big jewel fan i actually think she's uh wonderful yes as well so it's funny i know when she came out and her and her poetry too. I remember getting her poetry. Yeah, her poetry book. is act is very moving. Yeah, and she had so many textures to her voice. Yes, she does have a lot of vocal ability that I don't think people actually realize. Yeah, because um, she would have a folksy sound, but then yes. she would like bring out like some babyish sound. Yeah, that, I mean not to not I don't want to. It's not condescending, but like like she would kind of just have all kinds of texture yep. to her voice, and I was like. Uh, she was one of the first artists who were like, oh, you can do kind of whatever you, you want. Can you do don't whatever have you to want. stick right. to a certain exactly. genre in one song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like everywhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, one of the things that you hope to get, your listeners hope to gain from your music is is like this healing feeling and 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 helping them move forward or being more, you know, surrounded by the sound, being very emotive. How do you feel that your fans or listeners, you know, have you achieved that? Do you feel that you've achieved that based upon some of the feedback and things like that that you've gotten from your music? Oh, nice question. I'm still kind of a newbie and so... I've gotten some feedback, but not a whole bunch, but the feedback that I've gotten, um, especially around Lark, when I first released Lark, that was really moving. And and I actually heard from a lady, I think she lives in Carborough, North Carolina, and she works for a, I think, postpartum international. And when she heard that, she said she just cried and cried. And her, 
message to me was just so heartfelt because she works with a lot of women in this situation. And she actually invited me to uh, for an interview. And I also included my sister-in-law who went through postpartum psychosis and, and, and my sister-in-law is an awesome advocate now. And so I feel comfortable sharing that. And we had an interview with her for a postpartum support international PSI. And so that, that was really wonderful that, um, she was so moved by it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I yeah, I kind of have heard that uh, similar, like you're saying, it does feel like a yoga class type feeling, and uh, <laughs> yes. I don't keep. I you know I I don't mean to like keep. No, I need yoga. I need yoga. Yeah, but it it is a very that song in particular because it is very different from the second song. Yeah, is very erythral. I keep going back to that word I or heavenly, that. if you will, oh. right? All encompassing, yeah. but you know to have a song where it is a healing song and has you know at least you know from feedback it sounds like been very impactful is anything that a songwriter or artist you know that should be all that they want right you know (laughs) money is money streams are streams but you know to actually have that impact on somebody healing or feeling a little bit better or having some type of motion from a song that you created in my opinion is worth more than a million streams on spotify because it's only going to pay you a thousand bucks anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you absolutely thank you you're welcome you're welcome so with that this is a great place to take a short break from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is my friend Tim from Front Range Radio. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my guest, Christine Moon. Switching gears a bit, let's talk about songwriting production and co-writing. What have you learned during your musical journey so far that basically is like, okay, here's where I am. This is what I've learned. What have you learned so far? Um, I've learned that how it's manifested in my life is I come up with a melody in my mind or I hear something and I kind of take it and tweak it. (laughs) And then I record it in my iPhone and then I, um, kind of save it. And then whenever I come up with a, a theme, I, I write a bunch of phrases on a page and then like a puzzle piece, put it together and then kind of then move, move it into the melody create harmonies and then working with producers going from there kind of what the feelings I want to have this song be about and then kind of examples of kind of new age electro pop singer songs like where what are the goalposts what are we trying to aim for with the sound um that's kind of been my process so far again I'm a newbie so it's kind of like it's always um you know evolving I hope for the better I have I've learned that it's important to work with you know producers that just really believe in you and um 
support you and and uh, empower you. And um, I uh, worked with a producer before working with Kevin McNally of C Phonics Studios, and um, <laughs> and you know he, he made beautiful music with me. We didn't totally align on a lot of things, and so we kind of. I saw how that does affect the songwriting process. And so I think it is important to find people that where you just feel really free to express yourself however you want to, no matter what sounds um, commercial or what would be sellable in the mass cookie cutter. Exactly. <laughs> just kind of, especially at this, when you're just at an age where you just kind of like, this is what it is. I'm not trying to be, not trying to sound like anything else. Um, so, yeah, you really want to work with people who are on your team and really believe in you. I completely agree. Finding individuals that you're comfortable working with is actually yeah, not trying to change your sound. Yeah, to make it yeah. not trying to change you, not trying to go down a different path. And you know, I I have been there myself when I first started out as well where somebody's like no you need to go this route and I'm like not me voice does not lend itself to that genre trust me will not work and you know it took me actually proving by recording a song going and then going yeah right doesn't work I'm like told you mm -hmm. so yep exactly yeah, yeah. You, you definitely have to follow your heart and, and be your true self and find people who are willing to support you in yeah, that exactly. endeavor definitely yeah. definitely yeah so you've learned that, and that's a big, big lesson to learn, mm -hmm. especially just starting out. Anything you hope to learn in the future as your career progresses? How women can support women, <laughs> and uh, absolutely, uh, you know, kind of want to learn from all, yeah, uh, kind of Nikki Chris mentors, you know, and <laughs> need to keep learning from all the all the women. And then, just like you were saying, just still trying as much as you can to stay true to your sound where you come from all your everything that makes you you stay true to that sound and and work with people that honor that m more than trying to make commercial and uh, make a commercial type um product yeah, if you will in your in your genre and, and then yeah. very very honest in your genre your your music is actually whether you like it or not is extremely marketable and extremely commercial, especially in sync placements, film play you know film placements in particular. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know I keep going back to the yoga. I'm sorry, but no, I, I love going, it. I, I need mean, like, yoga. You know, like just <laughs> think about it from you know. Uh, it, studio music people listening to things even on hold music right you know all of those things like new age music is extremely commercial in that regard mm. very much so much more so than the music that i make mm. because wow. mine tends to be lean more towards like specific you know it has to be like a specific spot in a film or something would fit right okay. it, like playing on the radio when they're sitting in a bar you know something like that right <laughs> so it's actually you know even though I, I don't think you look at it that way but you mm -hmm. being true to yourself and the type of music that you want to produce in terms of like healing music is actually very commercial oh well 
It really, really is. Uh, well, thank you. And I'll support you through your, you know, we <laughs> all just need to support all, wherever. Exactly. And, that, and that's been an interesting too, thing too, Nikki, the whole, and I've never really, because I'm so new to this industry, the idea of genre, because I feel like I just, I, I grew up in a bicultural way, multicultural way. I was at, in a Filipino house and you walk out the door and you're in southeastern United States. I mean, it, so genre, I just, it to me, naturally, it always felt we are all a mix of genres, so can we all just be that way with music in terms of like it? it it's hard, it, and I totally understand what you're saying. And it, you know, I mean, it unfortunately is very, very hard, and it's one of the things that has to be accepted in the music business. The music yeah. business is very genre focused mm-hmm. and very pigeonhole, if you will, if that's even a word. But <laughs> oftentimes. You know, you do kind of get stuck. Like, I know yeah. there are some types of music I just don't want to sing yeah. or know that the way that my vocal tone is will not work. Country. Mm-hmm. I am not a country singer. <laughs> I will never be a country singer. You my, don't want to sing at the Grand Ole Opry? Is that a dream? It, no. <laughs> but my voice doesn't... It, I don't have that yeah. tone. I yeah. have a very gritty, yeah. powerful tone that just doesn't lend yeah. itself to that type of music. Right. And I know that, right? Like, I actually could see you singing folk music and country oh music. I used to dream of singing more, at the Grand Ole Opry well, when I was yes. I mean, it's like more than more than me, but there is a pigeonhole. There, there definitely is a... You know. We sisters can break all that up. Yes, Ooh, I could know. we, Nikki? I'm can trying, we? Yes, we, we can. Let's, let's yes, break. We can. We, we can. To. I'm trying to do it with some of the stuff. <laughs> oh some of the stuff I'm working on, but we'll see. Oh, we'll I can't see. wait to hear. Yeah. Well, okay, oh. but this isn't about me. This is about you. So, I know you're new to all this, but I do ask all of my songwriters who are on my show if they have any tips or tricks that they would like to share. So, do you have any tips or tricks that you would like to share? about anything songwriting oh songwriting yes okay you know like like don't rush it uh is the first thing that comes to my head in terms of really create a song that is interesting to you if there's a part of you that's like there's still something not clicking with this song then you're not done with it you can you know, put it to the side for a moment, work on something else, disengage from it for a little while, and you'll find that it will come to you, the the kind of missing piece of that song, you can come to it. So that's kind of what comes to my brain first, is like, don't rush it. Um, uh, if it's like a lyric or something, just do a big brain dump on a piece of paper of phrases, words, anything around the theme of that song, just put it all out there, no judgment, just write whatever, whatever, whatever. And then feed it with inspiration. I get inspiration from other musicians, mm. other women, poetry. Like if I, if I feel stuck, then I go on a beautiful walk or I read some poetry or a, a book or look, look at, um, at movies or something. Like that's one thing that I've found with songwriting that I didn't really find so much as a teacher. Maybe I should have, but or in educational research when I was doing that, how much inspiration is such a part of songwriting. And that that is a valid part 
of our work. It could look like you're loafing around, like doing nothing, you know, in terms of th thinking what a productive work a day is supposed to look like. No, like even just going and going for a walk by a lake. I mean, I hate to categorize it like that's part of your work, but it, inspiration is part of that cycle. And so if you feel like you get stuck with a certain song, you can take a break from it and disengage from it, get inspiration, do something else and trust that it will come to what's missing from the song. Because at the end of the day, you want to sing a song that's interesting to you, that really connects so deeply to you. You love saying the words from in that song. There isn't a part of the song you're like, oh, here comes that song. I hate the words. You know, like, don't go there. You'll It will never sound good. So yeah, just really make sure that and so don't rush it yeah wait till it's ready and that's a that is a great does that tip. make sense am no, i on the does. right track Nikki? yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely no because it really it really is it's not the first time i've actually heard people say that one and okay. i frequent that awesome you know as well where i'll listen to something and and maybe i'll i'll be like okay you know i have this line and i just throw it i use master writer so i just start throwing like a whole Ooh, bunch of ideas writer. and stuff like that i gotta check you that know. out so yeah you can watch things. a movie and then just sit there and just like okay what kind of thoughts am i getting from this movie and things like that so it's it's really fun but anyway so very good very good tip or trick Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank before you. we get to another song, I would like to talk about some other areas of your life. <laughs> You're a homeschooling mother of three. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> what has motherhood meant for your musical journey? Oh, it's so funny because the when I was reflecting on mother, how, you know, that question, it shows. When so much of your life is about taking care of others, then it amplifies how much you need to take care of yourself. And so that's one of the big things that motherhood has contributed to my musical journey. It's like, oh, I really need music to be able to process all the things that motherhood is putting in front of you, gently placing in front of you, or shoving in your face in front of you. You know what I mean? So... It, it was one of those things, like, kind of like, you need to eat, you need to breathe, you need to blink, you know, you need to use the bathroom, like, you need to sing. And it, it just became really clear that you need this in order to be a good mom. That's, that is what it came, that's what it has taught me. Well, that's, well, I mean, and that's not uncommon, because I'll actually use, you know, my sa same experience. I mean, I used to do music when I was younger, actually wanted a career in it and life happened. So did the very similar to you went off, did other things, da, 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 had kids. And then was like having a conversation with my oldest going, well, you can do whatever you want to be and always follow your dreams. You know, that, that same like mom statement, right. That every, yeah. all of us moms use. Yes. And then you're like, good. Oh, yeah. Right. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Why am I not following what I really feel I should be doing? So there's so many answers to that. You know, yes. societal, all this stuff, societal, all that stuff and everything, which we could have a whole oh, other show on. Right. <laughs> we could have a whole other show on that. Trust me, because we could go down that rabbit hole. But I completely hear you. And and yes, I completely agree. And you can totally relate to for your sanity and your ability to be a good mom. 
you have to do this because I can totally relate. Oh, totally relate. Oh, I'm so glad it came back to you. Yes. Amen. Totally relate. Totally relate. So besides music, are there any other passions that you have? Is there anything else that you do? I do. I do in terms of like, I really can't be happy if I don't do these things type passions. Like I have a background in early childhood education as well as like public policy and advocacy and um I mean whatever you know went to grad school for international educational development I have a real connection to the Philippines and the developing world and wanted to do that through uh, early childhood education and you know intern at United Nations with early childhood and emergencies and stuff and and I met so many so that's a big part of my love is international children's education and rights and things like that so I do love to see how I can weave that into my music work because it's I don't know it's it's all part of it it's all the same thing and and so yeah I I hope to see how I can connect it with my music work and I don't know you know just share that New interest age children's music okay so that's the first time I've heard that that sounds cool Nikki I don't know. It just popped in my head. I don't know. I love it's it. It's just a thought. It but is like a thought. Take, taking like your uh-huh. erythral type of melodies and songs and things like that that you're creating, but create it on more of a level where it's like healing for children or even doing things along the line of, um, well, you could do like a, you know, an mm-hmm. album where like sales get donated. I don't know. Amen. I don't know. I, I don't agree. Know. I agree. I don't know. Just a thought. It Just is. a thought. I think that would definitely fit. Would and definitely I have, fit. And I have learned of different musicians. They do that. They oh, they yeah. have other passions. You know, music yes. is the main one, but yes. are, yeah, able to like have donations or proceeds or just bring awareness to different organizations through Absolutely. their pa- platform. Yep. I actually actually am I'm friends with um, a couple individuals that uh, do music uh, environmental awareness, and they're very very big on you know, environmental. Oh, I'm passionate about um, that too. Things. And, yeah. And they use, so they, is Aurora. Yeah. They do their, mm-hmm. they do their music for, um, awareness and have like big concerts and things like that to, to raise awareness and stuff like that. So it's really, so they're, it's they're, definitely a possibility. They're huge organizations yep. that focus on the music yep. industry and, and sustainability. Yeah. Yep. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is a perfect spot for us to share the second song that you brought with you. If you could tell us a little bit about, Turquoise. I love the name of that. <laughs> oh, thank you. The melody just came to me. I remember I was like picking up my car keys and the melody, I don't know, does that happen to you, Nikki? Like so Sometimes. random. Like I'm picking up my car random. keys, picking up my car keys and the melody came to my head. And I said, I love this. And then I've always wanted to go to the American Southwest. I was introduced to it through a geography professor with pictures and I thought, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And I don't know what, but that melody and that desire connected. And so I kind of made lyrics. It was kind of like a love love song, but using kind of like the landscape of like Joshua Tree Park and Zion National Park. <laughs> and, and turquoise is kind of, I, the color of the Colorado River around there. And that, it, so it's like such a it kind of random thing, but it, it, it came together. So yeah, like another tip, just just let the random things come together and make it happen. Just let it happen, even if you don't really know why. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! 
Okay, so that's cool because I was going to ask where the name came from, so now you actually told me that. So that was really cool. So, everybody, we're going to play this. This is Charquoise by Christine Moon.
absolutely awesome and definitely different than Lark. Yes. It's definitely got like that poppy influence, that <laughs> flair and all that stuff. And and it's a fabulous song. Oh, and thank I you. and I love these things because I listen to these songs and I have no idea what they're about or like how they came about. And then you explain them. <laughs> And then I'm like going, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense is why it sounds this way. So absolutely fabulous. It's like an example of a random reason why this song exists in the world. Random song existence. Oh, my God, that's so funny. (laughs) So one more question before we close things out. What has music meant to It's coming to, you? to an end. It is Chris. coming to okay. an end. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I definitely need sisterhood. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to find it beyond this hour, okay? It's going to oh, happen. It's gonna okay, happen. well, we can, we, can, we can definitely do that. Definitely do that. What has music meant to you in your life? I mean, obviously, after recording these first songs, I believe you're working on a full album, right? To, to you're go aiming with for that. You're, yes, you're aiming for it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that has changed maybe what music means to you. And, you know, maybe that wasn't the initial goal. So what does it mean to you in your life? It's interesting, and it also goes to the multicultural question because uh, music and singing is a big part of Filipino culture, and so I kind of grew up around that, just pe- just being part of how you express yourself, and so I, I really appreciate that, that that's something that kind of just was how humans are to be. You know, music and singing is part of it, so... I come from a very musical family and musical culture, you know, also kind of like, but you can't have that as a career type culture too. So yes, that's the new stage of my life where I don't listen to that too much and, and creating it on my own. It's shown that it is a big part of me. It has to come out. It really didn't want to be ignored anymore, I guess. And, and how I hear coming from you too, that it's just part of who we are and to not do it is not an option. It's just, uh, like I said, like, like breathing, like eating, it's just something you have to do (laughs) to, to be who you are. It's a part of you. It's a part of me. And so to be able to make a full album, it, you know, I, these songs just start coming into my head and I just really wanted to hear them out of my head and so to be able to do that and uh, is a is just a real gift and I'm very very appreciative that I'm able to do it when I uh, finally started <laughs> to take it serious hey it doesn't matter how old you are amen it doesn't matter at all that's one of the 44 my, 44 hey I got you by a couple of years now I'm aging myself oh, I don't no. usually let that out oh, but anyway it's okay hey sisterhood gorgeousness oh, whatever right age, back at you because people don't realize we're actually sitting here face to face today so this is great break that down miss nikki chris the whole age okay <laughs> well you know it's actually very funny because it is a limitation in the music industry whether people want to admit it or not again another topic that we could completely have a full show on but there is age discrimination in the music industry it is extremely prevalent and it it's just the reality and that unfortunately is something that we need to fix yeah we do need to fix and i think it's neat that we come to this i don't know i don't know your story but that i have come to the music industry as kind of a second career i guess because i did not have that 
limitation as a teacher or in you know research it was lauded how that you have experience as a teacher that it was very very much needed in the classroom for example and so you kind of you can take that into this industry and and help help it evolve yep absolutely well we're gonna work on that again another show right on (laughs) that so before we sign off (laughs) <laughs> Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? How about where they can find you on social media or yeah. you know, any other information you would like to share? My website is christinemoon.com and on there are all the links to my socials, Instagram, TikTok, starting the TikTok uh, um, recently, uh, Facebook and Twitter and uh, a newsletter there that you could sign up for. And I would love for you to join me on this musical journey and you can get the, you know, songs um, in, in this kind of more raw form and, and, and just kind of backstage access to this whole journey and hopefully it could inspire you to to delve into your creative um yeah i guess my message would be at any age you um you can you can do what your soul needs you to do at any age and there's an audience for it i think that's one of the wonderful things of this how the music industry is evolving with the internet you can have any niche and find the audience who needs it so absolutely i love that so yes um I, i i would just love people to come and and um find healing through the music if they can and um and inspiration together awesome is that coherent i'm just like that is coherent (laughs) yes all right well christine thank you so much for joining me today again everyone christine moon and i appreciate you really taking the time to come and chat with me it has been an absolute pleasure getting to the same right back at you sister thank you thank you (laughs) thanks everyone for tuning into mixing it on behalf of everyone at sim radio this is nikki chris until next time keep on mixing it